All right, Chabosai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning's shir. And Baruch Hashem, there are many of them. Thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tammuz. Rabbi Naftali Tilson of Talmud Eretz Yisrael for dedicating the Sherman Joshua's this month. Integration of the yard sites of his parents, Rabbi Yonah ben Avram Leib and Rivka Bas Yaakov. We obtain the merit of our Talmud Torah. The Neshamas will have an aliyah. And the families in Ham. And of course, in the schus of Rav Nathalie, the entire Shem Yeretz Hashem being Zoha, to finish Shas Bisha'atovo Umitzlachos. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Rabbi Yom Fleischman, for dedicating the Shi'urim this week in memory of his father, Rabbi Shmuel Yudel Ben Binyamin Yaakov, Yehudan Jenny Goodhart, Le'ule Nishmas, Yeshaya Zalman Ben Lazer. And lay of soul in honor of Avram Silber and Zizi Frankel's upcoming marriage. Mazel tov, all of the Neshama Shav and Aliyah, the families in Nechama, and the Chassan Kalabizuaka to all the wise Neman Bistro. Our Dafyomi sponsors for today, David Schwartz. David Schwartz, Shkayach and a Mazel tov to Reb Tzvi Friedman today on the occasion which marks Reb Tzvi's first anniversary of beginning Dafyomi. Wow, absolutely beautiful. Merit Hashem. We should all be Zoha to learn together for many years to come and celebrate many beautiful anniversaries of Torah accomplishment. Also, it goes last thing we dedicate our learning today to the four precious Neshamas killed in the terror attack in Eretz Yisrael two days ago. Harel Masud, Elisha Enterman, Ofer Feyerman, and Nachman Mordov. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, that the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, the families in the Chaman Halavaya, Kodesh Baruch will finally bring the day. Umocha Hashem dima mi'al kol panim, that Kodesh Baruch should just wipe away our tears. Such barbaric and senseless acts of violence should emir Hashem cease in our, our people. Should be zoch emir Hashem to live in our land with eternal shalom. We'll say with that, let us begin. Today's daf is Lamed Zayin. 37, and we are picking up Emir Hashem on Lamed Vava Mebez. We have a really great sugya today ahead of us. More prusbal, more prusbal. All the prusbal you could possibly want in one morning. Emir Hashem, and also we're going to get into some interesting inyan with Shemitah as well. So we'll say, so we left off yesterday. We left off yesterday. Rav Nachman. Right, Rav Nachman. Or Rav or earlier up. Where did we leave off? Tashma, Damar Shmuel? Yep. Okay, perfect. So Tashma, Damar Shmuel, thank you. So we'll say that is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, about 20 lines up from the bottom. So Tashma, Damar Shmuel. Ha prusbala, ulbala, ulbina didaini. Prusbal is an ulbina didaini. What's an ulbina? Rashi says over here, a chutzbah. A chutzbah. Right? In other words, so we'll say Shmuel comes to come out on, on record as saying that prusbal is a terrible thing. It's a chutzpah of the Dayanim. Right now, why is it a chutzpah of, of the Dayanim? Because essentially the Dayanim are taking money inappropriately. And I will say, taking money, they're telling the borrower not to repay. It's true, but by telling the borrower not to repay, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're effectively taking money from the lender. Right? In other words, you're telling the, you're telling the borrower doesn't have to repay. So therefore, again, you're taking money that technically, biblically, the lender is entitled to, and you're removing it from him. So Shmuel says it's an obinah. If I had the power, I would be mavatlet. Well, I'd be mavatlet. Avatlune, avatlune, you'd be mavatlet. I, but we already established in yesterday's daf that the only way for one basin to overturn 
the rulings of another Beisdin, is if that second Beisdin is at least as big in number and wisdom as the original legislating Beisdin. So how could Shmuel say that he would overturn it? This is what it means. What Shmuel was saying was, if I was able to convene a Beisdin that was larger in wisdom and number than Hillel's, I would overturn it. As I both say, the rest of the sentence is, but I can't. But I can't. So what he's doing is he's expressing his displeasure with the concept of prosbol, articulating the fact that if he could overturn it, he would overturn it, but he can't. But he can't. Good. So goes right. Rav Nachman Amar Akaimena. Rav Nachman said, if it was up to me, I would establish prosbol. Establish Akaimena Hamakayim Bekayim. It's established. He already made it. So what Sayyid Nachman was saying was, I am such a proponent of prosbol that what I would legislate was as follows. That even if a person didn't write a prosbol, it's as if they wrote a prosbol. Now I will say, we see concepts like this. Where else do we see a concept like this? Ksuba is a good example like this. But we'll say, let's say, again, in all of the, in all of the bahala, all the hecticness of a wedding, it turns out, right, they're reviewing the pictures after the chasana, and what happened? They forgot to write a ksuba. Could happen. Like they forgot to write a ksuba. So we'll say, what's talach? Talach is a chas. is all proud of himself. Look at this, right? I got into marriage. I don't have a ksuba. Why don't you tell him, calm down? Yes, you do have a ksuba. Right? Why I won't say? Because ksuba ultimately, again, is an obligation that is baked into the fabric of marriage. In other words, if you have a document, great. But even without a document, the obligation still remains. So it appears that what Rav Nachman is really saying is like this. I think prosbol is such an important thing that to me, I would kind of make it a standard issue procedure. That if you have an outstanding debt, effectively, debts are automatically handed over to Beisdin for the Shemitah year. Right? You see, even if you didn't write it up, the prosbol still works. To which the Gemara says, who so we'll say, now we're going back to the statement of Shmuel, right? Shmuel said that this prosbol is an ulbina dedaini. So Mara says, let's talk about this word. What is, does ulbina mean chutzpah? That literally, again, prosbol is like a chutzpah for the dayan to do this? O lishna dinichusahu. I will say, maybe ulbina is a lashna dinichusah. Nichusah means doing a favor or making it easy. See, I will say, this is actually very interesting. The other possibility is, if you think about this like from a procedural perspective, prosbol makes the life of Beisdin much easier. They always say, what would happen if there wasn't prosbol? What would happen if there wasn't prosbol? In the year, in the time leading up to Shemitah, right, what would occur? The, the courtrooms would be packed with lenders trying to go ahead and collect and borrow. I will say, now the truth is just you should be aware. When, when Shemitah, Shemitah cancels debts, when? It's at the end of the Shemitah year. So we have this image, we have this image that everything has to get done before Shemitah. In fact, again, it's really by the end of Shemitah. But again, we'll see that detail later on. So we'll say, maybe Obana, maybe Obana means Nichusa. Maybe Obana means that Prusbal did Bayes an incredible favor. Because now with Prusbal, what happens? Everybody's just signing the documents, submitting the documents to Bayes And Bayes doesn't have to be on top of a whole bunch of collection cases. So says, Tashma, Dama Ula. Ula said, Aluva Kalashazinsa Right? Literally again, Aluva, Aluva terrible or chutzpadik is a kala who ultimately commits adultery in the midst of her chuppah. Meaning what Torah was saying, adultery obviously is always bad. Is always bad. But Lamaisa, there's a special egregious kite that exists when it's done under the chuppah 
at the time that the marriage itself is being formed. Rabbi Rashi points out over here that this is a reference to Chet HaEgel, to the sin of the golden calf. Right? We built the golden calf, literally we're at Har Sinai. Har Sinai is the chuppah with the Rebono Shal Olam. And literally in the middle of the chuppah, what do we do? What do we do? We build this alien identity, right? We, we build, we build, whether it's Avodah, whatever it was, whatever it was, it was a terrible relationship trespass. So ultimately, again, disgusting or chutzpidik is the Kalu commits adultery in the midst of Rechopah. So as I say, you see the Lashon of Aluva, Aluva means Chutzpah. Amra Mari Breid Rashmo, Amaykra, what's the passage that supports this? Ad Shamelech Lemesibo, Nodri, Nasan Recho. Fine, Amra Rava, Adain Chavivusu, Hu Gabon, Dechsev, Nasan, Velok Siv Hisriach. So as I say, the Gemara just points out, says on the side. So the passage that the Gemara is quoting over here, is the passage from Shia Hashem. At Shemelech Bemesibo, Nidri Nasan Recho. While the king is still ultimately again at the wedding party, Nidri Nasan Recho. Literally again, the beloved has shared her scent. The, the idea being that while they're still at the wedding party, the Kala has committed adultery. A reference to, a reference to, Chayta Egal. The Gemara says, despite that, despite, just an aside, despite that incredible relationship trespass, Ultimately, again, Hakadosh Baruch Hu still loves us. Adain His his love, his love or his desire still exists by us. Because it says Literally, again, he gave away the scent and it didn't say it spoiled. It was just as a beautiful aside that you see the strength of the relationship between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael. That even in the midst of overwhelming relationship trauma, like the Chet Egel. The love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us still remains intact. It doesn't mean that it's not tarnished. And it doesn't mean that it's not damaged. It is. It is, like any relationship. But Lamaisa, it still remains with all of the relationship trauma. Incredible. Tan Rabbanon. We will say another rayat. This is actually an incredible Gemara. Hane'elavan ve'inon ulvin. We will say those who are disparaged. Those who are disparaged, ultimately again, but do not respond in kind. Ultimately, again, they hear their degradation and they do not respond. They serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with love. And they're able to rejoice in the challenges. About such individuals, the Pasuk says, Those who love HaKadosh Baruch Hu are literally, again, are as radiant as the sun is when it rises. So I will say, the reason the Gemara is bringing down this Pasuk is, remember, what are we asking? Shmuel said that Prusval is an Ulbun of the Daini. Right? Ulbun is an interesting word. We never heard it before. So Gemara says, what does it mean? What does it mean? So the Gemara itself floated two, two, two possibilities. Possibility one is it means chutzpah. Possibility two means it means nichusa. Right? Actually, it favors something good. The Gemara is just bringing proofs that Ulbun means chutzpah. Ulbun means chutzpah. Shmuel going on record very much against the concept of Prusval. Now I will say, this Gemara over here, we actually had this Gemara before. This Gemara is absolutely striking and beautiful. So I will say, just to understand, what is the Gemara describing over here? The Gemara is describing those who are most beloved. Ohavav, those who love HaKadosh Baruch Hu are radiant like the sun when it rises. Now I will say, what are the qualities of one who loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So we'll say, look at it, it's incredible. The Pasuk doesn't talk about how much Torah you learn, right? The Pasuk doesn't talk about, again, how many mitzvahs you do. All right, well, that it does. But what does it talk about first? Those who are able to exhibit inner strength 
and not respond, not respond when mistreated. So we'll say, you're disparaged and you don't respond in kind. Someone's degrading you and you don't respond. We'll say, the inner strength it takes not to get into the mud, right? The inner strength it takes not to, we'll say, we, we all know, we've all been on this. Someone says something and you're like, oh my gosh, I am about to like verbally decapitate you, right? I, I have something so much better that is going to, that is going to mamish, like, like, like clip your wings. I, I will say the ability to exercise restraint and say, you know what? Why? Why? Why should I do that? Why should I get into the mud? Why should I respond in kind? Why should I sully my neshama? The ability to exhibit that internal strength is one of the greatest midos a Jew could possess. We'll say we see this in Perkyabos as well. Ezehu Gibor, who is strong? Who is strong? Hakobesh es Yitzro. Now we'll say literally translated means he conquers his inclinations. So we often think that this refers to taiva, to desire. Right? A person has a desire to do something, and we think often like desires in the realm of the illicit or immoral. That's true. But there's a Yitzro. I will say sometimes when someone does something to me, there's a very strong Yitzro to respond in kind. A person who goes ahead and restrains himself, exercise, exercises self-restraint, that is one of the greatest demonstrations of love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's next? Osim Osimiavah will say, you know, a person could go ahead and be behaviorally proficient in so many ways, but yet there's no emotion, there's no love. The ability to infuse love into everything we do for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Smechen bi It is easy to be in love with the Riban Shalman. Life goes your way. Easy. We'll say, what do you do when life doesn't go your way? What do you do when you face adversity, when you face challenge? Is the relationship suddenly strained, or do you recognize that the same God who visits the brachas upon you is the same God who visits the challenges upon you? And if you love Him when He gives you the brachas, then find a way to love Him even when He gives you the challenges. A person who could combine all of these different midos, I'll say, that is a person who truly loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Incredible. My prosbol, we'll say, what's a prosbol? Now, now you know what is a prosbol? What does the word mean? It's an etymological question. My prosbol, Amarav Christa Paros Buli Ubuti. So it means, it means Prus Buli Ubuti. Literally, again, a takana, a takana, a benefit for the Buli and the Buti. Who are the Buli and the Buti? Top of Lamazayim. Buli Edo Ashirim. Buli refer to the rich. Dechsev, Veshavarti Eskon Uschem. Tanav Yosef, Elu Bulaos Shebi Yehuda. Buti. That refers to the poor. We'll say again, talking about lending someone. So who are you lending to? Or you're lending to someone who's impoverished. Interestingly enough, so prusbol is a contraction of really three words. Pruz, pruz, ultimately again is, is atakana, an enactment. And bol really is a contraction of two other words of bully and booty. This is something that benefits the rich and benefits the poor. So the Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, um, good. So we'll say, so by the way, by the way, so I understand why it's a takana for the rich, right? Why is it a takana for the rich? Because they get their money back. Why is it a takana for the poor? So Rashi says, remember again, I will say, without Prusbal, what was happening? Remember, what, what prompted Hillel to make Prusbal? What prompted him? People weren't lending. So remember again, the fact that loans are still being made in close proximity to Shemitah, that's of benefit to the poor. So it is a takana that benefits the rich and the poor alike. So the man goes, So Rabbi said to a, to a, we'll say, loaza means 
a person who spoke a foreign language, right? And ultimately, again, didn't speak Hebrew. So he asked this guy, my prisbal, tell me, because we all use the word prisbal, what does the word prisbal mean in your language? Pursa de Milsa. So this Loaza, this Loaza said, ultimately, again, Pursa de Milsa, which means, I will say, a good takana. Pursa takana, right? It's a takana, right? An enactment. So again, I will say, according to the second version, Prusbal is just another word for an enactment. I'm Rabbi Huda Amr Shmuel. You saw him in Suyik and Prusbal. So we'll say, so now let's get a little bit more into the mechanics. Orphans, this is very interesting. Orphans do not require Prusbal. We'll say, so what does this mean? If you can imagine the following situation. Ruvain, Ruvain has property, right? Ruvain makes a bunch of loans. Then what happens? Ruvain died. Ruvain died. So now, of course, his children inherit his estate. And along with that, they inherit the loans that are due to him. Shemitah is now coming. Shemitah is now coming. So Rabbi Huda says, Halacha Orphans do not need to write out a prosbol. Why not? Why? Because Rabbi Gamliel and his Beisdin, ultimately, I will say, they are the fathers of the Yisomim. I will say, what does this mean? Effectively, effectively, Beisdin has an obligation to always look out for the community has an obligation to always look out for the Yisomim. Because I will say often, especially when we're dealing with minor inheritors, or inheritors who are minors, right? So often, remember, they're just not conversing. They just don't know about the affairs of the estate. That's why we see we enact so many different pieces of legislation to protect them. We're doing this over and over to protect the Yisomim. So the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says one of the enactments was they don't have to go ahead and fill out a prisbal because the basin is like their father. Take a look at Rashi. So we'll say, it's as if already for the Yisomim, it's already as if their loans have been submitted to Basin. I will say, right, what does a prisbal do? A prisbal submits your loan to Basin. By Yisomim, it's as if their loans have already been submitted to Basin because Basin helps them out. Good. So we'll say, we are on Laman Zayin Amad Aleph, 37A, 2, 4, Six, eight, nine lines, uh, ten lines down from the top. It's not awesome. In Kosin Prusbal, Ella Ala Karka. Oh, very interesting. Let's say it has some interesting qualifications. You can only write a Prusbal if the debt is backed by real property. Right? So only if you have a loan that is secured by real property can you write the Prusbal. Now, both say, now what's the shot with this? Look at Rashi. Ella Al Karka, Imish Karka Lelova, if the borrower has land. So listen to this. The norm was, the norm was that if I'm lending someone money, I will say, I want to know that that loan is backed up by some type of collateral. I will say the best kind of collateral, best kind of collateral, real estate. Real estate, the best kind of collateral. So let's say the most common type of loan that was made was always a collateralized, a, a loan backed up by real property. Now let's say whenever Chazal make a takana, they make a takana that governs the normal set of circumstances. So since the normal set of circumstances is that when you're loaning money, you're only loaning to someone who could secure the debt with loan, even if the person is poor. Because remember again, even if a person is poor, right, Bepashtos, they still have a house to live in. Right? If they have a house to live in, they have karka. They have karka. If they have karka, there's something to secure the debt. So the Gemara says that having a loan secured by real property is what we call a milsa de shricha. That's the norm. And the Chazal only enacted their takanas in a normal situation. Therefore, the only time prisbal works 
is with a loan backed by karka. Incredible. So the Gemara says, okay, So what happens? What happens if I lend, I lend, I lend Ruven money, and Ruven doesn't have karka? No problem. What could I do? I could convey ownership of karka to him. For the purposes of Prusbal, for the purposes of Prusbal, I can say, Ruvain, I'm conveying ownership of, you know, Dalar Amis in my backyard to you. You are now the proud owner of Dalar Amis, of Dalar Amis. And what that's enough to do is to make this now a loan that is secured by real property. I both say, there's a big Chiddush in this. What's the big Chiddush in this? What's the big Chiddush? The big Chiddush is that generally the only time that real property secures a debt is when? When it was owned by the borrower at the time of the debt. Property that is acquired afterwards doesn't usually become encumbered by by a but doesn't usually become encumbered by a pre-existing debt. The only example of this also the only example of this we have the only exception to this we have in halacha is is ksuva or prosbos right but ksuva ksuva I will say again ksuva is the only obligation that exists in halacha which encumbers every single piece of property you presently own. And will ever own, right? I feel the asil miknabe. Anything you will own becomes encumbered. So I will say, so this is unique over here. It's unique over here. Obviously, I will say because part of the takon of prosbol is we want to do whatever we can do to get it done because it's for the benefit of society. We want loans to be made, and the best way to ensure that loans will be made is if you go ahead and you secure the debts that the lenders will not lose their money over the course of shmita. So therefore, again, we're going to say the borrower needs to have land, but if he doesn't have land. The lender could go ahead and get, and give him ownership of some small amount of land. Kama, the kama. How much land does he have to own? Kolshu, any amount, any amount. Literally, again, even the size of land, like a stalk of cabbage. In other words, I will say, literally, you just have to own a tiny piece of land. That's it. Then it's called. Then it's called a debt secured by real property. Then it's a mils of the shlicha, common occurrence. If it's a common occurrence, then it's covered by prosbol. Amar Yehuda, I feel the shilu makom the tanon of the kiraim kosan al prosbol. Well, say not only that, not only that. Even if the lender, sorry, if the borrower doesn't own land, but what he's borrowing land, that's enough real estate ownership to allow for prosbol. So, say, so for example, let's say I lend Ruben a thousand dollars. Now Shemitah is coming. I want to write a prosbol. Ruben doesn't own any land. So I'll say, so what could I do? Right, the Gemara says I could lend him some space in my backyard. To put down his property. So I can say, Ruben, literally, his, sto- his stove is, um, Ruben, you can put your stove in my backyard. So the fact that he's allowed to use land, that's enough land ownership to allow for prosbol to occur. In is that so, Vatani, Vatani, Hillel, in Kosin prosbol, El Al Otsitz Nakov. We'll say the only thing you can write a prosbol on, listen to this, is if the borrower owned a perforated flower pot. And we'll say, what's the cup of the perforated flower pot? Is it's considered to be attached to the ground. So because it's attached to the ground, therefore it has the status of Karkov. So the Gemara says, Knuckle in, Shane or knuckle low. But you can see over here, it's only a perforated flower pot, not a, not a non perforated flower pot. But why not? Amai, there's the place that the flower pot is sitting on, and that should be enough karka to allow for the writing of the prusbol. You know what's the case over here? The case is where the, the non perforated flower pot is sitting on pegs. So because it's sitting on pegs, therefore, again, it's not occupying any part of the land, and therefore, again, it doesn't count. Ravashi, Maknile Gidma de Dikla, the cost of Ali Prozbal, Ravashi, when he lent someone money and Shemitah was coming and he wanted to write a Prozbal, but the borrower didn't have any land, so Ravashi, Ravashi conveyed ownership to him of the stump of a palm tree. So I'll say, so again, something insignificant. 
They would go ahead. Hadadi means they would. I will say they would do a prosbol, not in writing, not in writing. They would do a verbal prosbol. Rashi says over here, Masrimilayu below ksilas prosbol elakach amr lechaverim hare atem bezin. So what's this fascinating? They would essentially affect a verbal prosbol, verbal prosbol. So in other words, the same text hareni mosrani lachem, right? Dayonim. Kol chov shiyeshli etzli whatever right is yours right egva kolzman sheeretsa so they would just go ahead and say it without writing it. Rabbi Yonasan Masra Mili Rabbiyeh Bar Abba. So Rabbi Yonasan also did Rabbiyeh Bar Abba. Amar lei Tzrichna Midiachrina. So again, after he gave it over to Rabbiyeh Bar Abba, he said, Rabbi, do I need anything else? Amar lei Lo Tzrichas. You don't need anything else. What's he see? See from this Gemara. You see from this Gemara that Allah Lamaisa Prusbol could even be done verbally. Really very interesting. Even without a document. You could go ahead and hand over your loans to Bezin and allow them to remain collectible. Turn around on. Listen to this case. Ain't no karka. All right, but let's get a little bit complicated over here. Because why not? Right, so listen to this. I lend Ruvain money. I lend Ruvain money. Ruvain has no real estate. But it happens to be that Shimon is guaranteeing the loan for Ruvain. Right? So I'll say, so now, so now, what's the halacha? So the Arab, the guarantor, has land, but the borrower does not. What's the halacha? Kosvin alav prosbol. Credit prosbol, because since the guarantor has land, this is considered to be a loan that is backed by real property. Good. Low. Ula arev inland karka. Ula chayev yeshla karka. We'll say, what happens if the borrower doesn't have land, the guarantor doesn't have land, but the lender does have land? So what's talacha? Kosvin alav prosbol. Ultimately, again, we could write a prosbol on that. Why me drebi nasan? How do you know that if A lent B money, right? I'm sorry. And B lent C money. How do you know that A could collect directly from C? Ultimately, I will say, because the Pasuk says, you will give to the one who he is obligated to. So I will say, this is called in halacha, Shibuda Dirab Nasan. Shibuda Dirab Nasan. Ultimately, I will say, so what you begin to see over here is that halacha lamaisa, there is a relationship that exists ultimately again between borrower one, sorry, lender, borrower one, borrower two. So as long as someone in the chain ultimately has land, that is going to be enough to create prosba. I will say, what you begin to see is as follows, which is very interesting. Pretty much, right, Prosbo? We're going to relax every single standard we possibly can, right? Why? Why? Tikkun Olam, right? Tikkun Olam. Both say, again, I, I want to pick up, this, this is not, like, Tikkun Olam is a very, is a very misused word, right? And or, I should say misused. It, it's just been kind of, like, blown up to include anything and everything that's good. When has, which, which is good, which beautiful. When Chazal used Tikkun Olam, they meant certain things that are necessary in order for society to function. So remember again, I was saying yesterday, Shir, loans have to be made, right? You need people to lend money. You need to lend people to lend money for charitable purposes. You need people to loan money for commercial purposes. And if the loan market shuts down, that stymies economic growth. And when economic growth is stymied, the community as a whole suffers. So that's why Hillel Institute's principle. So that's why you see, it's like, it's almost like we're making excuses for it to work. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I will say, remember, all of this operates. Why, why is all this able to operate? Based on the concept that Shemitah's Ksafim, ultimately, again, is either Dirabaran, presently, 
or ultimately again that they're being mavatla daraisa, but it's b'shevi al tasa. It's in a passive fashion, which Chazal have the ability to do. Okay, let's go weiter. So Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, "Tzaranosam hashvis mishametes es hamilva ben b'shtar ben shlo b'shtar." Shmita cancels all debts. I will say whether again it's a debt recorded in a document or a verbal doc or a verbal debt. Rav Ushmol Nori Tarbayu. Bishtar, when we talk about what does it mean a document, a, a loan recorded in a document? Bishtar sheyish bo achrayis nechasim. When it says a shtar, I will say shtar means shtar means a loan that is secured by real property. Shein, I'm sorry, shelo bishtar means shein bo achrayis nechasim. Also, when it says a loan that's not made in a document, that doesn't mean a verbal loan. That just means a loan that's not backed up by real property. Kol shekim milva alpa. So shmita is going to go ahead and cancel a, a, a loan that's backed by real property. A loan that's not backed by real property and certainly a verbal loan. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Rabbi no, no, no. Bishtar, shtar she'en bo'achrayis. Shtar means, I will say, means a document recorded, I'm sorry, a loan recorded in a document that is not backed by real property. Right? She'en bo'achrayis bo'achrayis. Shalom bishtar milva alpeh. Shalom bishtar ultimately means a verbal, a verbal loan. Aval shtar she'yish bo'achrayis nechassim eno m'shamit. But I will say, if you have a loan that ultimately is backed by real property, Shemitah does not cancel that debt. So I will say, so this is now a major machlokas. And machlokas essentially said this on the following idea. I know that Shemitah will go ahead and wipe out. So a loan that is not, I will say, by the way, leave Prisbal on the side right now. Now we're just talking about just what Shemitah does to loans. Leaving Prisbal on the side. What does Shemitah do to loans? It cancels loans. What kind of loans does Shemitah cancel? Here's what we know. Shemitah will definitely cancel a verbal loan. Right? Shemitah will also cancel a loan that is not backed by real property. Does Shemitah cancel a loan backed by real property? That's a machlokas. That's a machlokas. So, Tanya Kabbasid, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon, Lakish. We have a price that's the part of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lakish. Amar, so I'm sorry, Shtarchov, Mishamit. Ishtrait, if you have. Vimeyesh, Bachrayis, Dechasim, Eino, Mishamit. Supposedly, the price doesn't say explicitly. If you have a document that is recorded, sorry, if you have a loan that is recorded in a document but not backed by real property, Shemitah will, Shemitah will cancel it. But if you have a loan backed by real property, Shemitah will not cancel that debt. Tanya, Yidach, another b'raisa. C.A. bless you. C.A. mo sada achas ba'ava also. Both say, if let's say, if let's say I lent Ruben money and Ruben identified, he says to me, if I don't repay you, you could collect that field. He identified the field. Ultimately, Shemitah will not, will not cancel that debt. Why about say? Because once again, this is a loan backed by real property. Right? Not only that, but even if Ruben didn't identify a particular field, but what did he do? He pledged, he collateralized all of his assets. Shemitah will not cancel the debt. So I will say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? Shemitah only cancels verbal debts or unsecured debts. But if you have a debt that is secured by real property, ultimately Shemitah will not cancel that debt. Krivei Rabbi Asi, so what is this? Relative Rabbi Asi, he had a loan document, and in the loan document, the loan was secured by real property. Okay, Asi Rabbi Asi, he came over Rabbi Asi, tell me, tell me, right? Does Shemitah cancel this debt or not? So Rabbi Asi said, no, Shemitah does not cancel it because it's a secure debt. So I say, so what happened? Shaf gave us the Rabbi Yochanan. So everybody has a relative like this, right? So what happened? What happened? So the relative, whatever, he didn't like Rabbi Asi. So he went to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, yes, Shemitah cancels the debt. 
Us Rabbi Asik made Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Asik came before Rabbi Yochanan. Amr Meshamet, Oh, Eina Meshamet. So let's listen to this. So Rabbi Asik came before Rabbi Yochanan. He says, Tell me, does Shemitah cancel a secured debt or not? Amr Le Meshamet. He said, No. He says, Yes, it's Meshamet. Vaham Marhu do Amr Eina Meshamet. And ultimately, again, he said, But you are on record as saying that it doesn't cancel. Amr Le Vichimet Meshalam Adam and Nasim Isa. Just because ultimately, again, what's interesting is just because something appears to be true, like in the theoretical, doesn't mean that that's practically how we operate. that supports you. Maybe that price, maybe that price that says that a secured debt is not a debt secured by, by real property is not canceled by Shemitah, Maybe that's reflective of Beishamai. But say Beishamai has an interesting has an interesting position that Beishamai says that any document or any debt that is ready to be collected is as if it's already been collected. So therefore, if you have if you have a loan that is secured by real property, so that means that there's a source of repayment that is already present. Beishamai would say it's as if that's already been collected. And I will say if it's as if it's already been collected, would Shmita cancel such a debt? No, because Shmita only cancels what. Outstanding debts, not collected debts. Incredible. So I will say, Tanan Hasim, we learn there. Hamavas Chavera Maos Alamashkon. If right, if if person right lender lends borrower money and there is a collateral, or someone gives over the documents to Beisdin, in Mishamtin, ultimately Shmita doesn't cancel the debt. Bishlam Moses Shtaros of Lebeisdin, the Tav Silu Beidino. I understand where if a person gives over their documents to Beisdin, why Shmita doesn't cancel? Because Gemara said that's effectively prusbal. That's effectively prusbal. It's no longer personally held debt. Elamalva alamashkon maitaima. Rabbi when a person lends on collateral, why wouldn't Shmita cancel the debt? Amarava mishum the because we're talking about a situation where the lender is in possession of the collateral. So the Gemara says, Amarle abaye elamiata helva vodarbe chaser the tafisle hachinami the lomeshamit. Rabbi what about the following case? What happens if I lend Ruben money and I live in Ruben's house? I live in Ruben's house. I say, I'm living in the collateral, so to speak. So we're going to say, or, or, or again, I'm utilizing an asset. Would we say that Shemitah wouldn't cancel in that case? Or the shiny mashkon, the kanileim of Rabbi Yitzchak? No, no. Collateral is different. So why is collateral different? Because based on Yitzchak, ultimately, again, a lender acquires collateral. How do I know that a lender acquires collateral? The Rabbi what that means is, that there's quasi-ownership over collateral. So we'll say ultimately, it's talking about that if you, if you, the lender, be given collateral and the borrower needs that collateral for his activities of daily living, let him use it. Let him use it and it will be considered to be an act of tzedakah for you. Now, if the lender doesn't acquire the collateral, then what's the tzedakah in allowing the borrower to use it? But say, what do you see from here? From here you see that actually, again, a creditor actually does acquire to a certain degree a mashkon. I will say it's not full ownership, there are limitations, but there is a quasi-ownership. So I will say what you begin to see is a fascinating theme, which is that what? Which is that here's what we know. Shemitah will go ahead and wipe out verbal debt. Shemitah will wipe out unsecured debt. The machlokas also we have to talk about is what does Shemitah do with secured debt? Now, secured debt could have one of three possibilities, right? Possibility one is that it's just a debt that is backed by real property. 
Possibility two is that it's a debt backed by specific real property. Possibility three is that it's debt secured by specific collateral. So what do you do in that type? So we'll say, so those cases are a little bit different because one could, so to speak, already identify a source of repayment. So do we say that since there is an existing source of repayment, therefore Shemitah will not cancel this debt because on some level it's as if what? It's as if what? To a certain extent, it's as if it's been repaid. Not literally, but, but a little bit, because since the source of repayment is clearly identified, it's as if, it's as if it's going to be like Beisham, I said, and therefore Shemitah won't cancel. So both like, that's our outstanding question. That, that, so again, verbal debt, we know it wipes out. Unsecured debt, we know it wipes out. Secured debt, either in the form, again, of real property, specific real property, or collateral, that still remains outstanding. Tanan Hassan, I will say we learned there. I'm a base, I'm a base. Hamachzir chov l'chavero b'shiyah. So we'll say, so again, We'll come to the Rambam. We'll come to the Rambam ultimately again in these, in these particular halachas. Let's just do a little bit more Gemara. So we'll say, we're moving out now, again, not prosbo, just basic Shemitah. And we'll say, this is an incredible halacha. So we'll say, now watch this. Watch this. I lent Ruvain $10,000, okay? Ruvain comes to me at the end of Shemitah, because at the end of Shemitah is when, is when, is when deaths are, are wiped out. And Ruvain says to me, here's your money. Here's your $10,000. I have to say to Ruben, it's okay. It's okay. In other words, I'm canceling the debt. But if Ruben says, no, 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 I would like to pay you, I'm allowed to accept the money. I'm allowed to accept the money. Right? So I will say, so listen to Rav, look at Rav just a moment. So we'll say, now listen to this. Rashi says, What we mentioned before. We'll say, this is very important. The Shemitah year cancels debts at the end of the Shemitah year. So even when you look at the Pesuit, it says, Karva Shnas Hasheva. Sounds like Shemitah is Meshamit, the beginning of the year. No, Allah says, Shemitah is Meshamit. Yes, we'll say, we'll say, that's where Makbit Rai Prusbals Prisbals on Shemitah, right? Prisbals often written on Shemitah itself before the close of the Shemitah year. Sarah will say, what's happening over here? Ruvain's coming to me at the end of the Shemitah year. Or really, really, Rashi says over here, he's talking about the Avral of Shemitah. It's really after Shemitah. So the debt has effectively been canceled. Ruvain wants to pay me the money. I say, Ruvain, Mishamet Asani. I canceled the debt. Ruvain says, I still want to pay you. I'm allowed to receive it. I'm allowed to receive it. I will say, because effectively, what is Ruben giving me? What is Ruben giving me? Matana. It's effectively a gift. It's a gift. So it's because you remember again, what you must pick up over here is the Pasuk says, V'zedvar HaShemitah means that part of the cancellation of Shemitah debts is an articulation that the debt is canceled. So Ruben is coming to pay me. I say, Ruben, I am a Shamit. He says, no, I still want to pay you. I say, okay. Then I say, get ready for this. Amar Rabbah, V'talile Adda Amar Hachi. But ultimately, I will say you're allowed to literally hang him up, string him up, right, until he agrees to give you the money. I will say now, whoa, what, what just happened over here? Right, I a little one eight. I will say, look at Rashi. Vitalile im hayarotz alachsor bo yitlenu ala eitz im garbrayado o do amrle apal pikin. So I will say now, listen to this. Listen to this. What this means is as follows, right? So I will say so. So halacha lemaisa, right? So yeah, let's look at Rashi once more. Rashi says vitalile im hayarotz alachsor bo. So I'll say, so now here's the case. Here's the case. Ruben says, I want to pay you back. I want to pay you back. I say, I say that no, it's okay. And Ruben walks away. Ruben walks away. So now what does the Gemara say? 
I could compel him to now pay me back. But one second, I just said a minute ago, I'm a shamate the debt. Right? So I say, here's what's interesting. We assume that people know how Shemitah works, right? And we assume that people understand that Shemitah cancels debts. When Reuben came to repay me, I would say, what was his Ratzin? What was his Ratzin? He wants, to make, he wants to make good on the debt. He knows there's no debt. He knows there's no debt. But Lama Isi understands he borrowed money from me. He wants to give back to the trust Matana. I say Mishameitani. I say Mishameitani. Right? It's okay, Mishamei. So I say, what happens now in Ruben's, in, Ruben's, in Ruben's mind? He's like, give out it. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm not paying it back anymore. So I say, since we know that his real inner Ratzon is to pay me back that money. I know that's his Ratzon. We'll say, how do I know that that's his Ratzon? How do I know it? How do I know it? Because he showed up. We'll say, remember again, does he have to show up at all? No. We'll say, I want to be clear. Shemitah cancels debts. Reuven has no obligation to show up to me at all. But instead he's showing up. And he says, I'd like to pay you back. We assume he knows that Shemitah cancels the debts. He comes in, he wants to pay me back. I say, Mishamei He begins to walk away. I can grab him by the collar. I'd give him a little noogie, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, get him, get him to go ahead and pay me back. Right? Why? Because I will say, we assume that his ruts on us to pay. I will say, sometimes, sometimes saving a little bit of money gets in the way of people doing the right thing. I will say, so therefore, again, this is one of these cases of Kofin Oso Achiomerosani. I could use some level of physical compulsion to get him to pay me back the debt only because... He expressed the interest to do so. In other words, I will say, when doesn't this work? Right? Let's just play out a different case. Ruben owes me money, $10,000. Shemitah comes. Shemitah comes. Right? Debt is canceled. I see Ruben at the Kiddush. I see Ruben at the Kiddush. Could I put him on a headlock and say, you really want to pay me back? Right? No. Why? Because when I say Shemitah canceled the debt. Shemitah canceled the debt. Right? That's it. Now I'm talking about. This case is different because Ruben is approaching me. saying, I want to pay you back. I say my part, Shemitah cancels it. He walks away. Whoa, you came to me. The fact that you came to me indicates you want to go ahead and pay the debt. So therefore, again, I'm allowed to use force in order to get you to comply with your original desire. Incredible. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Eisvei abai kishu no seilo. So I'll say, when, when, the, when, he, when Ruvain pays me back, al yomer lo b'chodi ani no seilo. He shouldn't say that he's paying me back my debt. Al yomer lo shalihein ubematana ani no seilo. So Ruben should say, I know that I'm not obligated to pay you back, but I'm giving you a gift. It's important, we'll say, in this exchange, it's important that it be acknowledged that this is not the repayment of a, of a debt, rather this is the giving of a gift. He says, you're right. When we coerce him, we coerce him not just to give back money, but we coerce him to what? To say that he's giving a gift. As well say, you have these examples in halacha of where you could force a person to do something because you understand that deep down, their will is to do the right thing. I both say, what is the right thing when you borrow money and Shemitah cancels that debt? What is the right thing to do? What's the right thing to do? To give it back as a gift. Not to, again, we have to be careful with our lotion. Not to pay it back, because the Torah says you have no obligation to pay it back. But the right thing to do is to give a gift. That's the right thing to do. So again, I will say, do we force people to do the right thing? Do we force people to do the right thing? Generally, no. But... If you of your own volition have come forward to do the right thing, and now you're backtracking from doing the right thing, we're going to force you to do the right thing. So that, that's this case over. Again, I want to be clear. If Ruben never shows up, we're letting it go. But if Ruben shows up, says, I want to, I, I'd like to give you a gift, and then he backs out of it, 
that's when we could use some level of physical force to compel him to comply with his original desire to do the right thing. Incredible. So then where goes Vaitar? So Abba Bar Marta, the Haba Abba Bar Minyumi, listen to this. Abba Bar Marta, who was Abba Bar Minyumi, Masik Bey Rabba Zuzi. Ultimately, again, Rabba lent him money. So we'll say, so Rabba, Rabba lent Abba Bar Marta money. I soon in the Hilly Bishriya, so I'll say, so what happened? Saba Bar Marta brought the money to repay Rabba during the Shemitah year, or after the Shemitah year. And Rabba said to him, I'm going Rabba says, it's Shemitah, I canceled the debt. Shaklun of Azal, Saba Bar Marta is all happy. What does he do? He takes the money and he leaves. Okay, so the Gemara says, Asa Abai, Abai found Rabba, and Rabba was very distressed. And as Rabba said, he was just out all of this money. Arale, Amai Atzibmar. So Abai says, Rabba, Rabba, why are you all upset? Amale Hachi of Amaisa. So he told Abai the Maisa. So Azalagabe. So ultimately, again, Abai goes to Abba Marata. Amale, Amtos Le Zuze Lamar. Tell me, did you try? So again, Abai says to Abba Marata, did you offer to give a gift to Rabba in the form of the, of, in the amount of the loan? Amale in. Abba yeah, of course I tried. Amale Amai Amalecha. What did Rabba say to you? Amale Bishamay Tani. Rabbi said, no, thank you. No, thank you. Rabbi say, again, four of the most important words. Did you say, nevertheless, I'd like to give you the debt. I'd like to give you the money. No, not give you the debt. I'd like to give you a matana. He said, no. He said, no. So, so, so Abai says, Abai says, I don't tell you, had you said, Rabba would have accepted the money back. Sabai says to if you want my opinion, which I'm not asking for, but I'm giving it to you anyway, right? Go back to Rabba, say Afal offer to pay him back. He's going to tell you, you need to say to him, Afal and you're going to see he's going to accept the money. Azal Atminun, he lays to to his credit, went back to Rabba, but Amarle, right? He offered to pay him the money. Rabba said, Sorry, Abba Marta said, Afa Pekin, I still want to pay you. And what happens? Shaklin Humine. Ultimately, again, Rabbi accepted the money. Rabbi accepted the money. And what's like, you know, Abai says essentially, but Abba Marta, this time Chacham did not have enough, enough common sense to begin with. In other words, say, a little bit of a knock on Abba Marta. Abba Marta should have known that you're supposed to say Afa Pekin. I will say, it's such an incredible idea, also, that sometimes when you want to do something for someone, want to do something for someone, that often they will, often, but sometimes they may refuse the request. I will say, sometimes people refuse the request for a variety of different reasons. Sometimes when you know that this is something beautiful for the individual, and you know that you have an absolute desire to help, what do you have to do? Afa peaking. Sometimes you have to be a little bit persistent in trying to help the other because often people are just reticent to accept help. But if you push a little bit harder, sometimes after they refuse, they'll say no, sometimes, right? You offer someone something, they say no, and you're like, okay. And and if you would have just pushed a little bit harder in a nicer way, there would have been the opportunity to do something really special for that individual. This happens all the time in marriage, right? Where a person offers help to a spouse. Spouse says, no, thank you. And especially the husband's like, oh yeah, right, perfect, right? I, I was Yotze check, right? I, I even offered, and I don't even have to do anything. I look great, and absolutely no work to be done. 
Meanwhile, you don't even realize how much trouble you're in. Right? Because why? Because the right thing to do was to say, no, 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 I understand I don't have to. I want to. I want to. sometimes says that in life, even if you don't have to, sometimes the best thing you could express is, I want to. I know you don't need it, but I want to do this. Sometimes that's ultimately, again, the necessary step to truly growing our life relationships. The Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara goes weiter. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, Adam Napa, Neman Adam Lomar, Prusbal Halibiyah, they did it Avad Mimenu. The person says, a person is believed to say, I had a Prusbal, and it was lost. My time, what's the reason? Kevon to Takin Rabbanu Prusbal, Lo Shevek Keter Ba'achli Yisura. There's no reason to think that a person is lying about Prusbal. Since Chazal instituted a Prusbal, since a Prusbal is easy, we believe a person to say that they had a Prusbal and they lost it. Ki asul so I say, when, when a situation like this used to come before Rav, they would ask the person, tell me, did you have a prusbal? Maybe you lost it. So I say, sometimes the Pasuk says, sometimes you have to open up the mouth for the person who is mute. So too, again, if a lender, a lender produces a loan document and he doesn't have a prusbal, ultimately, again, you can't collect without a prusbal. So tonight he so we'll say do we assume that every that every transaction had a prosbol but it was lost or not? So we'll say ultimately again this is a machlokas. So we'll have to stop over here for today. The one major piece we have outstanding in the halacha lemaisa we'll say is is it is does a prosbol is a prosbol meshamit does a prosbol cancel a secured a secured debt? Either by a debt that ultimately again has specific collateral, general land, or ultimately again, well, we'll call it specific land, general land, general real property, or specific collateral. Emirates, we'll see that in Ramam tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right, Chavran Zuma, have a great day, everyone.